0: to the Casting Pearls Podcast. I'm your host, Hadesa Our mission is to be a bright shining light in the darkness of the world today, so that our light will lead people to the Lord Jesus Christ with the hopes that the lost will accept his offer of salvation, that they might be saved. I will be sharing pearls of wisdom that I've learned from Jesus through the Holy Spirit and my trials and tribulations from my testimonies. Please subscribe if you enjoy the Casting Pearls podcast and enjoy. So how you been? Oh
1: dog i'm trying to talk on the phone man i'm sitting up here paying for two different places two different places and i have a family member that's staying in one of my places i'm not staying in either one of them but i'm having to pay the the mortgage for both of them and the the tenant or my family member is not even paying no rent And I got all these other bills that I got to pay, too, that's piling up on top of each other. And I don't want to have to put them out, but I'm not sure what to do. And then I got the situation I'm trying to handle, my own personal situation. It's like they're not even thinking about what I have to go through, what I'm dealing with. They're just thinking about me making it for them and me me making a way. It's like my situation requires my undivided attention. I can't be trying to focus on paying all this over here and they are not even trying to help me out and
0: focus on my personal situation too. But I don't want you know, I don't want to put them out. So have you ever thought about asking God to help you out in your personal situation? I mean, he could even help you out with this situation with your family member, so he can kind of help you, you know, navigate how to work around that situation with your family member so you could try to keep from you know making the wrong choices when it comes to that i know with me my god helps me out in everything
1: well see the thing is i i um you know the thing is i i have i have asked god for things in the past want to have me ask him for something again only when i need something so like um yeah i don't know if he he he, i don't think he would really you know really like for people to just be asking him for
0: stuff what only when we need stuff so i just feel kind of funny well i can see where you're coming from and yeah god does prefer that we have a consistent committed relationship why don't you just try him I think, I think what I'm going to do is. Thank you for joining me again on Casting Pearls, Rue Casting Pearls. Once again, I am your host, Hadessa Rue. I hope you enjoyed our first episode of Parables that you just listened to. Parables is basically a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson as told by Jesus in the Gospels. And that is going to be, Parables is going to be an ongoing segment of our podcast and vodcast. So hopefully you enjoyed that first episode there. And I'm going to go into the meaning of what this first episode of parables was about but before doing so what I'd like to do is go ahead and pray I have a prayer book that was introduced to me by an old friend of mine it's just called prayers and I like to use this book. I love this prayer book and it is produced by brother Richard Broadbent III. He's the founder of Christian Word Ministries. He's the producer of prayers. It's called the Little Red Prayer Book. And he he passed away back in March, on March 29, 2010. And he received a vision while talking to the Lord on the edge of his hotel bed about three o'clock in the morning. And for three hours, he was giving guidance and wisdom by the holy spirit to basically create this this prayer book and now he's he's already passed away but this this prayer book has been a blessing to me once again this is a book called uh... prayers It's the little red prayer book and i'm gonna include let me just backtrack just for a second if you ask for it they will send it to you for free this book is basically my it was my first step into spiritual warfare and learning how to pray in the spirit and doing spiritual warfare against the enemy. And it has been such a blessing to me. And I would like for everybody to take the time. If you're really serious about your Christian faith and your Christian walk, you're serious about God, just as serious as he is about you, I recommend that everybody get this prayer book. And for some time, I'm going to be reading prayers out of this prayer book to give you i'm not going to always read prayers out of it but i am going to be reading some prayers out of it out of it from time to time i will let you know that this book is available for download onto any you know mobile device or you can go to directly to their website and download it from there they are called christian word ministries you can go to www.christianword.org But I will provide their address and the website in the description of both the podcast and the podcast. So if you are wanting to be saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to, you know, make sure you're going to make it to heaven, I recommend that you say this prayer with me. This is called the salvation prayer. You want to pray this out loud, you know, when you have the opportunity. So say this prayer with me and you will be saved now that doesn't mean you're going to overcome all of strongholds or you know anything that the enemy or the devil has has you bound in right away it's not something that will necessarily you know like you're not going to be changed right away is what i'm trying to say you're not going to be changed right away change really lasting change takes time But when you say this prayer you will be saved now if you sin again You may want to say this prayer frequently or repent frequently and ask for forgiveness. Now, that's not to give you the right to sin and and keep asking for forgiveness and take advantage of God's gift of grace and mercy and forgiveness. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to really try not to. But God is also the Lord Jesus is also aware that there are strongholds in our lives that are hard to break. And you're not going to be able to break it on your own without his help. That's why I suggest that if you fall again, if you sin again, immediately when you get the chance, ask the Lord for forgiveness and repent and definitely try again. Don't just don't, you know, stay away from him. Don't just stop seeking him like I like I've done in the past, as I mentioned in, in my book. But let's go ahead i'm going to go ahead and say this prayer and you can either and i will also put this in the description bar as well you can repeat it with me or you can pause it and stop it and 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 repeat it i know that's what i do sometimes when i'm speaking other people's other believers prayers heavenly father i come to you now in the name of your son jesus christ i confess that i am a sinner and that i have sinned against you i ask you to forgive me for all of my sins And I repent for my sins and I choose to follow and obey and accept your son Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that you sent your son Jesus Christ to die for my sins on the cross at Calvary. I believe that your son Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary, was crucified and died on the cross at Calvary for me and the sins of all others. I believe that after three days he was raised from the dead, ascended into heaven, and is alive today. I ask you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord of my life and to be my Savior. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior with all of my heart. I believe that Jesus Christ is my King and my God and the Lord of my life. I believe that Jesus Christ is alive in me, and I declare that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. After you have confessed this prayer out loud, you need to confess it out loud to someone that that you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And we seal this prayer in your name, in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. So our first episode of Parables is asking the question, why is it that people try everything but God? Let me repeat that. Why is it that people try everything but God? So what are some of the things that what are some of the things that people try before they try God? Well, people try sex before before trying God. So instead of waiting on God, people, that's both males and females, will go ahead and just go out there and try to find love on their own, and a lot of people end up making the mistake of having sex um, before marriage, uh, sex, before even a commitment instead of trying God and waiting on God. People will try substance abuse. People will try drugs or alcohol or, and become addicted to things because it takes them away from the reality of the reality of life before they try God. People will try working a job, people will put all their their hope and their faith in their jobs before they will try God. So some people may be in a job where it's it's not even a job that really is fit for them. It doesn't even really work for them. However, if the money is good and they're making money, they'll they'll keep on working that job. I know I've been guilty of that before. I had a pretty good job, a really good job, where I was making really good money, but it was not the best fit for me. I was not happy there, yet I still kept working there. Now, I had already tried God prior to getting that job, but it was still made me realize that there are some people out there who will hold on to a job because it's it's good money, because they put their hope and their faith in, in their skills and their ability to keep this job before they try God. Another thing is people will steal. People will steal something from someone else before they try God. People will steal from companies. People will steal from other people. They will steal from their own mother or their own brother or sister. They will steal from anything or anyone before they try God. Because self-preservation, possibly because of jealousy, whatever the case may be, they will steal before they try God still something that's not theirs, instead of asking God to provide something that they may need or want before they try God. People will kill or murder other people before they try God. They will become angry. They will become maybe even jealous or what have you before they try God and ask God to help them out in a situation. Or people will try Unfortunately, there's a lot of people, especially in this day and age, who will try suicide. They will take their own life before they try God. People will take their own life before they try God because I know life is very hard. Life is challenging. Sometimes life is just downright difficult. And some people don't have the wherewithal. Some people, and it's not to say that they're necessarily not strong people. They might have the ability to be strong. However, life can be so crushing. Life can be so hard and challenging that it saps their strength. And if you don't have spiritual strength, then life will be so hard and crushing that it'll make people want to consider and contemplate taking their life. But before doing that, you should try God. But a lot of times people don't. Another thing is people will rely on themselves before they tried God. And I've been downright guilty of this. I have relied on myself for so long, for so many things, I just trusted in my own strength before I ever tried God. And He had to take away a lot of my strength. He had to make me weak and, get me, and, and make me get on my knees. And I've been getting on my knees on more than one occasion throughout my life because of situations I found myself in. But I still kept returning back to relying on myself, trusting in myself before I tried God. And the remedy to this is that we should be calling on God first. And I know firsthand about the remedy. I know a lot of people who are unbelievers look at Christians and are like, "Um, but you still be sinning. I still see you sinning sometimes. So how how why should I listen to you? That's because everybody's a sinner except for Jesus Christ. He's the only perfect human that walked this earth. So everybody's a sinner. So I can tell you that, yes, I sinned in this manner. I was guilty of not calling on God first. I was guilty of, like I said, relying on myself and doing everything that I thought was right. That was God says, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the the end thereof is death. So I was going straight to hell. I was, as I continue to tell you, that I was headed straight for hell because I was relying on myself thinking I knew everything or knew so much. And it's not even so much that I thought that I knew everything. It's just that I didn't know God. I didn't truly know God. So and nobody taught me about God, as I previously stated in the other podcast, since nobody taught me about God. So who else could I rely on but myself? Because I didn't really have anybody else to rely on. So I relied on myself and I trusted in myself. And I never tried God first. Never, never, ever have I ever tried God first until I got into my older years after God has chastised me so many different occasions And corrected me because he loved me so much. Now I know and I can tell people that what we should be doing is calling on God first. Why should we be calling on God first? Because he knows everything already. He knows everything, including knowing us better than we know ourselves. He knows everything. So why should we continue to walk around here thinking that we know everything when we're actually headed straight for hell and we don't know it? we think that what society tells us that having sex is okay oh you know taking some people believe that taking drugs is okay maybe because of the environment they're around the environment that they're involved in may make them think that drugs is okay some people think that smoking weed is okay but the bible says to be sober minded you want to be sober minded when we have the person who created the whole entire universe all the galaxies the whole entire earth and he created us and he can give us a a solution to whatever problems that we have a resolution to whatever issues that we're confronted with he knows the beginning from the end he already knows each and every outcome of any choice you decide to make any choice we would ever think about making he he knows what the outcome would be for example Say you choose to date this man who doesn't necessarily treat you right. He doesn't hold the door open for you. He expects you to pay from time to time. And you've started to fall in love with this guy because he whispers sweet nothings into your ear. But God knows that if you continue on this path with this person, this man, or it could be a woman as well. But if you continue on this path with this person... That this person is going to basically milk you for everything that you got. but This person might be an undercover, you know, abuser. And it's just going to lead you to a path to nowhere. Or, or if he's really, really serious about abu- abuse, he, he may put you in a casket. So why, why stick with trying to date on our own and trying to find someone ourselves? When we could just ask God to send us a husband, we can try when we can just try God. So the Bible says right here in Revelations, this is Revelations verse, so it says right here in Revelations chapter 1, verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord. And we're, this is Jesus Christ talking. If you get in your book and look in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus Christ said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and ending. Alpha means the beginning. Omega means the ending. Saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. So he knows the beginning from the end. He knows what you're thinking already. He knows what you're going to do tomorrow. He knows what you're thinking about doing next week. He knows what you're going to do next year. He knows what decisions you're going to make for the trip that you're going to take next year. He knows that you may end up doing some things on that trip you shouldn't be doing on, on that trip. He knows everything. So why walk around here, you know, unscripted? God knows the script. We we have the Bible to follow, but more than half of us are not following the Bible. I know for the first half of my life, I never followed the Bible. I didn't know. I mean, I read it. I was reading it. I didn't understand it, though. And I didn't have a relationship with God for the majority of the first half of my life. And I was just walking around here unscripted, just making up my own script and just, you know, all, in all kind of chaos And all I had to do was try God. I wish I had tried God a long time ago. And that's why he's called me to talk to some of you guys today to let you know that I am a guilty person who didn't try God. And I wish that I had tried God a long time ago. And had I tried God a long time ago, there's a whole lot of chaos and things that I went through and sin that I committed that I would have avoided had I tried God first. Another reason why we should try God first is because we are human and fallible. And usually we're going to end up not making the right decision the first, the first time. We're not going to make the right decision the first time because we're human and fallible and prone to making mistakes. That's just how we are. Without God in our lives, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to sin. You're going to sin knowingly. knowingly And unknowingly. God only knows how long of a process of trial and error we're gonna go through until we finally find the answer or get the result we were trying to to get if we had just tried him in the first place. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're gonna go through a whole long process of trial and error, like I've gone through in my life. We're gonna go through a whole long process of trial and error that's unnecessary when had we called on him from the beginning, he would have given us the answer or the best direction to go in or the best choice. Now write this down. You might want to write this down. He would have given us the answer or the best direction to go in or the best choice. Why go through a whole long process of trial and error when we can just try him from the beginning? that's the best thing to do then you can get your answer in your best direction or your best choice what happens when you try god instead of everything else first well you will avoid many pitfalls many pitfalls so you see from the from when you are a young child and I, i'm telling you i know this to be a fact the devil starts attacking you when you are a child he doesn't he's not he's not nice he's not going to wait until you're a teenager or an adult. He's going to start attacking you when you're a child. That's what he did to me. He started attacking me when I was a child. So he starts setting up temptations that are snares, that have hidden snares in it, hidden roadblocks, hidden pitfalls, hidden pitfalls. So you think that, oh, I'm getting away with stealing this. I'm getting away with having sex with this man. I'm getting away with Whatever it is you think you're getting away with, oh, God is not going to see that sin. A lot of people don't even think that God is real. So God is not going to see see that sin or nobody's going to know the secret thing that I'm doing when really there's a whole hidden world out there, a whole invisible world out there that we, most people don't know about. I know about it now, but I didn't know about it in, in the very, very beginning when I started getting these temptations that had hidden snares and hidden traps in them you will avoid many pitfalls many hidden snares many hidden traps set by the devil you will save time money and pain who doesn't want to save time money and pain i went through so i had made so many wrong decisions in in my life that cost me I, my pastor my pastor said that you can you can make any decision you want but you don't have the right to choose the consequence. And anytime you choose to sin, you're paying for it. Oh, you're going to pay for it. You may not be paying for it now. You may not pay for it tomorrow. Oh, but you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it with those three things, with time, money, or pain. Some people are even paying for it with their life. And It may not be your life that gets taken. It may end up being your child's life. It may end up being another family member's life, all because of the sin that you committed. Because God says that he visits the sin upon the third and fourth generation. So when we choose to sin, if you don't stand up against sin and you continue to commit sin, somebody's going to pay for it. Whether it be you, your child, or somebody else. Somebody's going to pay for it with time, money, pain, or even death. What else happens when you try God instead of everything else first? You have a concrete choice or destination. That means God will give you your choices or he will give you a destination to follow. You can follow this path that he sets out for you. He's going to always give you a choice to make. He's going to let you know, listen, listen, Like, for instance, I prayed to God for a husband and I have decided to not continue to make the same mistakes that I made in my past. And I've decided to wait on God to send me my husband. Now, mind you, God has shown me who my husband is. I know who my husband is. And because he put that choice in front of me, I have chosen the choice that he's given me. Or I could have made the choice to try to find somebody else on my own. I decided I'm not going to do that again because that's just too much. That's too much. I'm not, uh, that's too much time. That's too much money. That's too much pain. And if I decided to sin in some type of way, that could result in some type of spiritual death. I'm not going there. I'll wait on God. I will, I will try God. I will wait on God. What else happens when you try God instead of everything else? First, you strengthen your faith and relationship with him. When when God sees you tr- trying to come closer to him, do you know how happy that makes him? That makes him so happy. And if you get in his word, you will see how often he implore, he almost He almost begged Israel to turn back to him. He told them the curses that they would face. He told them everything that they would face. But then he also explained to them, especially in Hosea. He talked about, you know, Hosea and Isaiah. He talked a lot about how they were going to face all kinds of curses. How if they turn back to him, if Israel turned back to him, how he was going to bless them. How much he loved them. And mind you, I told you I've sinned in my life and I, I'm not, I'm not shirking from it anymore. I used to try to, I used to try to, you know, all of us try to make excuses and all that type of stuff. I don't even try to make excuses for my sin anymore. This is the sin I did Lord. This is, you know what I did? Cause nothing's hidden from him. I can't hide from my God. He knows everything. I have been, I have had an, me and God, me and Jesus, should I say, cause he is God in the flesh. So me and Jesus, God, We have had an on-again, off-again relationship. We have had an on-again, off-again relationship. And I would be trying to pursue him and will seek him. More than anything, I was trying to seek him. And he was pursuing me. And then I would, would, we would get so far, and then I would fall off and drop off. And the devil would send some type of temptation. He would basically send some type of bait. And I would fall for it and I would fall off and I would forget about God. And then here comes God again trying to pursue me again and I'm like I would go and uh, try to seek him again, trying to find find him again and try to get with him again and then somehow I will fall for the bait again. Temptation would come my way and I'm back in sin again. Well, after this last sin, major sins that I've done, I was like, you know what? I am tired once i started getting closer to god this last time around because i had a failed relationship and it just it didn't it didn't work out and i really love that person i really care for that person it didn't work out i decided you know what i'm not going through this anymore it's just me and you god i want to seek you i want to i want to i want to try you try you what's gonna happen if i just started trying to Put the Lord first, so I started working on getting closer to the Lord and working on letting Him into me to to work on me. And when I started doing that, oh my gosh, all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. But at the same time, we started our relationship strengthening, my faith strengthening, and it's just. It's been the worst of times, and yet the best of times at the same time, because our relationship has grown so much. He's grown me. He's grown me so much as a person, as a Christian, as a daughter, as a wife for him. That I would never, I will never ever ch- intentionally choose sin. I may let my anger and emotions get the best of me sometimes, and unintentionally choose sin but to intentionally set out and choose sin with the lord's help i'm never ever going to choose sin again because god has loved me too good so this is what happens when you try god instead of everything else first he's gonna love you so good he's gonna love you so good you're not gonna want anything else and i haven't even gotten his best yet i've gotten some he's giving me because he's not gonna give you everything all at once it's like giving kid a kid a a bunch of candy, a bunch of candy, and they eat all that ki- candy. They become satisfied. They get lazy. They get sleepy, and they don't want you anymore. You didn't give them all the candy. No, God is not gonna do that. He'll give you some. He'll give you a little bit here, a little bit there, and once he gives you that little bit, he's gonna see what you do with it. And if you start doing good with it, he's like, hmm. You you can eat the candy. You eat that candy. And he's like, mm, I want some more. But you come back to him instead of trying to get it the wrong way or instead of trying to, you know, go outside of him completely and, and get it or to try to use him and still trying to basically still get it the wrong way and trying to use him for the candy and not build up a genuine relationship with him. Then he will give you some more, some more of, of blessings, more of, Whatever you might want to call it, blessings more of him, whatever the case may be, he's gonna try you in 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 that type of like manner. Like I told you in the very first podcast, in the very first vodcast, I told you that we are in our last days. Christians and true believers, those who even the lukewarm should be able to see that we're in our last days. But true Christians, true believers, Know for a fact that we are in our last days. this is about the end. We are at the end. That means Jesus Christ is coming back at any time. What I want to warn you all that are subscribed or or not subscribed yet but are listening to this podcast podcast, I want to warn you, don't wait until it's too late to ask for God's help. Don't wait until it's too late to try God. Don't wait until it's too late to ask God to save you or to come to God for salvation. Don't sit up there and keep trying everything else without trying God first. And and many of you, like me, have already tried everything else first. Well, I didn't try everything, but I have tried a whole lot. I have tried a whole lot before I tried God, and I, I live to regret it. Don't wait until it's too late. Don't sit up there and keep be caught in the middle of trying everything else and here comes Jesus coming back and oh, it's too late for you and you're going to hell. Don't wait. Just try him. How hard is it to try him? Don't be like the girl in the parables sitting up here still thinking about it and contemplating well, and making excuses as to why she can't try God. Why, why she, she don't want to try God. That's the devil putting doubt in your head about God. Oh, God is not going to want to hear what I have to say. I'm telling you that if you come to God and you're genuine and you're open to him, you admit and confess, listen, God, I'm a sinner. I messed up. I did this and I did that. I'm telling you, he he you will be you're basically like the prodigal son. He's going to welcome you back with open arms and he's going to give you another chance. He's going to answer your prayer. He's going to give you another chance. He's going to answer your prayers in some type of way. If if he sees that you're really, really trying to get to know him, you're in his word, trying to search out the scripture and find out, you know, information about him. You're doing, you know, Bible studies or going to church, not just going to church, but really on your own seeking him. He's going to honor that. He's going to honor you he's going to respect that and he's going to welcome you back with open arms he's going to answer your prayer in some form or fashion so i encourage you to don't wait until it's too late to ask god to ask for god's help to ask god to save you don't wait until it's too late to try god Now we're going to have a short Bible study. And we are studying out of John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. And I'm going to read it for you. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida. I hope I said that right. Bethsida, Bethsida, having five porches, and these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water, whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise! take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. So let's take a look at what the word impotent means. Let's go back to John chapter 5 verse 3. In these lay a great multitude of impotent impotent folk. That means Impotent means unable to take effective action. Helpless or powerless. So many of us are walking around here helpless and powerless. I know I have every so often felt that way too. Like the enemy, Satan, he comes against me and tries to make me feel like I'm helpless and powerless. We are not helpless and powerless. Let me just say that. We are not. When you are called by Jesus, by God you are given power and authority. So I have power and authority. I was called a long time ago and I didn't realize that I was called. And I real I didn't realize that when I spoke certain things or did certain things, there was power in the things that I did. So this impotent man, which had an infirmity, had this infirmity for 38 years. For 38 years, he's been walking around feeling like he's, powerless and and unable to do anything to change his situation when he was clearly a believer he became if he did if he wasn't a believer before he became a believer when he learned about jesus when when you become a believer of god and when you're called you have power and authority you don't have to walk around here for 38 years think you have no power We have the power and authority which Jesus Christ gives us. Jesus is sitting there, well, standing there, sitting there, it doesn't really say. But Jesus was watching him. He was watching him lie there, lying on the ground, lying near the pool. And he asked him, wilt thou be made whole? That basically means, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to change? Do you want a different life? Do you want better for yourself and your children? Do you want what you say you want? Because if you really wanted what you say you want, you wouldn't be trying to get it the wrong way. If you really wanted what you say you want, you wouldn't wouldn't be sitting there by the pool waiting for somebody to put you in. You wouldn't be sitting up there trying to steal somebody else's blessings that don't belong to you. You wouldn't be sitting up there making excuses. For why you can't get into that pool, you would get up and walk to that pool and put yourself in there. You would be right at the edge of that pool, sitting over there, jumping in it, as soon as that angel comes. You would be there before everybody else if you really wanted what you say you wanted. And that goes for me too, because sometimes I'd be like, like, sometimes the. Holy Spirit will kind of put a little bit of little faint question in my mind, like, Do you really want what you say you want? Because if you really wanted what you say you want, you wouldn't still be laying here in this bed all sad and depressed. If you really wanted what you say you wanted, you would get up. Jesus then says to him, Rise, get up. Basically, he's saying, Rise up, get up, take up thy bed and walk. Rise. Take up thy bed and walk, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. Immediately, it didn't take any time for him. Immediately he was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. So lasting change generally takes, takes time. When, especially when you have strongholds, but in this case, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, this case was a miracle. It, this wasn't a regular, oh, I'm just waiting on God type of thing, or, you know, this change is going to take some time because this is a stronghold that God, Jesus has got to, got to break. No, immediately God did a miracle or Jesus did a miracle right then and there. And he rose, he took up his bed and walked. And what I would like for you to consider and write down things that I noticed about this whole entire Bible study that I, that I did and about this man. I really want to note about this man. And you may want to take some notes and jot this down. In verse, in chapter 5, verse 8, this impotent man never once questioned Jesus. He made excuses at first, right? He made excuses at first. But when Jesus told him to rise, take up his bed and walk, he never once questioned Jesus like, why do you want me to rise and take up? A- I just told you that I don't have anybody to put me in. I just told you I can't really walk. I'm intimate. I'm uh, I'm impotent. I'm powerless. I can't walk. He didn't question him. He did not question him. He didn't doubt him. He didn't linger Or procrastinate or wait or delay. See, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of sometimes doubting God. I'm guilty of lingering or procrastinating or waiting or delaying. Because I'd be afraid. I'm always afraid that I'm going to mess up something. Or, you know, cause some type of problem. Or mess up what God is trying to do. But this man, he didn't linger. He didn't procrastinate. He didn't wait. And he didn't delay. Nor did he question him. Nor did he doubt him. So, number one, he listened to Jesus. Number two, he obeyed immediately. Number three, he took action immediately. So the the things to know is he didn't doubt. He didn't linger or procrastinate or wait or delay. He did as he was commanded immediately. He listened to Jesus. He obeyed immediately. He took action immediately. Immediately. These are things when God tells us to do something, this is how this is the format we need to, to keep in mind. This is how we need to be responding. So the the lesson here that I want you to take home in this short Bible study is that sometimes we're not always waiting on God. Like a lot of times in our life we are waiting on God, but in this particular circumstance circumstance, when it comes to this impotent man that had been impotent for 38 years, by choice almost. He says he didn't have anybody to put him in. So almost it was like a choice when all he had to do was get up and walk, come across God, Jesus, and, and then do what Jesus told him. So sometimes we're not always waiting on God. Sometimes God is waiting on us. What a powerful and great message I've learned about this. And a lot of times God is waiting on us and I've been guilty of this. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I felt powerless at times like i I just really a lot of times i really didn't know what to do and that's just that's not that's not being a a great believer when you're just sitting up there feeling powerless acting like you don't know what to do you better do something and and even if you don't know what to do and and god hasn't even given you directions yet and he but he also hasn't told you to wait or put you in a position to wait on him you better get up and do something and if you're going and headed in the wrong direction the holy spirit is going to tell you hey He's not going to say it like that. He's going to show you in some form or fashion. He's going to show you that you're headed in the wrong direction. He's going to guide you in the way that in which you should go. But before we can do anything, we've got to do what he tells us. I am hoping you enjoyed our new segment, Parables. And I hope you enjoyed our episode today. This concludes episode two of Casting Pearls with your host, Hadessa Rue. If you enjoyed any of the content you heard today and you'd like to hear more, please hit that subscribe button. And also do not forget to leave us a review of what you thought of our podcast and parables. Look for more parables in the future and more Bible studies with Hadassah Room. And I'm signing off. So is